Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations. Welcome to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox, and we are here. Happy New Year's, everybody. We are starting step number four just a day early, and so we are talking compassion tonight, and I am so happy to have on the show with me my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing marvelous, and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, hopefully um, we will all start to be well in the new year. <laughs> that is my my hope. hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelly, Kelly has been sick for about two weeks, haven't you? I have, and all of my poor little kiddos too, except for the oldest two. For some reason, they have um, gotten to uh, get out of being sick so far with the rest of us. Um, but my husband and I are sick, and so are the younger four. So it has definitely been an interesting couple of weeks. And we finally got our medicine today. And so hopefully by the end of the week, we will all be better. At least that's what I'm hoping, because Terry and I are going to be in Vegas on Friday, speaking at a polka dot powerhouse meeting and I would really love to feel a whole lot better than right now while we're doing that. <laughs> that is a good New Year's wish, I should say so. Yes. So, Terry, I know compassion is one of your favorites. So why don't you start us off on what compassion means to you and how you access it in your life? Sure. Those of you that have been with us on our show for a while know about Fearless Living, which was actually created by Rhonda Britton and the Fearless Living Institute. And compassion happens to be my essential nature, which means in the past it was the one quality that I denied myself. I was quite willing to give compassion to others, but I would not give it to myself. So the opposite of being compassionate to oneself is beating oneself up. So I've told you before that I'm a recovering perfectionist, and perfectionism leads to beating yourself up when you don't reach that impossible bar of being perfect. So I've been practicing compassion for myself the last seven or eight years and have learned to be kind to myself, to be gentle with myself, and I still oftentimes will fall into that pattern of thinking I'm less or not enough. And then I remind myself, no, you are enough. God created you to be his daughter and to walk through your journey on earth with light and peace. And that comforts me and allows me to access compassion for myself. And I think we've talked about this before, that when you have compassion for yourself and you fill your cup with self-acceptance and self-love, then you can have an abundance or an overflow to share with others in your life. So that's uh, that's an important principle that I've learned and I've practiced it daily. 
And it, by accessing that compassion for, for myself, I'm able then to practice compassion for others as well, which then brings me to my journey of of love. And so compassion is extremely important uh, quality that I I strive to utilize daily. Some days, if I'm not feeling well, like Kelly, or I'm tired or weary, I have to practice extra hard and uh, yeah. access that compassion because it's sometimes easy for me to fall back into that um, more unkind reaction to people or irritation or disappointment, which just gives me the the clue and lets me know it's time for me to access compassion for myself and allow myself to get rest or to um, practice some self-care so that I can access the compassion. So it's, it's a quality that allows us to, to accept and love ourselves and then in turn love and accept others and be a force for, for good, a force for love in the universe. And that, that is my purpose. And so I appreciate the opportunity to connect with that compassion. And last, last month we, well, in December we've talked about connection and this last weekend I was able to connect with Rhonda, Rhonda Britton, our founder, as she presented a workshop on fearless spirit and connecting with my spirit and my spiritual Self allows me to be compassionate as well. So that connection uh, this last last Saturday and Sunday was a real boon to my ability to access the the spiritual my spiritual nature, which leads to compassion for myself and others as well. So I'm excited yeah. to talk about compassion this month. So anyway, that's that's uh, my my little contribution at the moment on compassion. Yeah, I love compassion. I think that for for different people, it can mean different things. I think that's the thing with words. They can represent different things to different people, have different definitions. And I think that for me, compassion is, um, compassion for me is more of an action. Um, it's, it's doing something and, mm-hmm. um, and it's maybe you're showing compassion towards someone else. Maybe you're showing it towards yourself. Um, I know that I'm I'm better at showing compassion for others than myself, um, which is why acknowledgement is my number one tool for going into the new year to su- support myself with that. Um, but also, um, I think, but that's how I, I, I look at it. I look at it as um, something we do. And um, it can be, you know, giving someone a break or it can be seeing someone's innocence or it can be, um, you know, giving ourselves a break, seeing our own innocence, you know, um, it can translate into forgiveness, um, you know, or, you know, making someone a sandwich. Um, I mean, it could be, it could be something quite small or it could be something quite large. And I think that um, the more compassion that we can have, for ourselves, um, then that will lead to um, more compassion for others, which I think is really what this world needs. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely uh, going forward to have um, a better better year than last year, for sure. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of synonyms for the word compassion and 
as you said, words mean different things to different people. When I think of compassion, I think of kindness. I think of love. I think of forgiveness. I think of seeing others' innocence and our own innocence. And I think for tools, I find both gratitudes and acknowledgments a way of accessing compassion. Gratitude is a way of seeing seeing the kindness and the love in the world that others share with you. And then acknowledgment are acknowledgments are a way of us recognizing our own our own gift or contribution to kindness and compassion in the world and taking risks. I think the the whole concept of stretch, risk, and die is a way of also accessing compassion. When we get irritated or upset or dis- discouraged or disappointed, then we can ask ourselves, what were we expecting in this particular situation? Are we tied to a specific outcome? Or are we mm-hmm. able to access love and compassion for our journey and trust? I think trust has a big part in it as well. And trust, for me, mm-hmm. is trusting God, my higher power, the universe, whatever, however you want to say that. Trusting that that God has compassion for me and has a plan for me. And can I trust that plan, have compassion and not be tied to specific outcomes, which when the, when we do that, then we get disappointed and discouraged or we get overwhelmed. And so just being aware of our feelings, being aware of our actions, it just, it shows how all of these steps work together. Awareness of being in a state of, irritation, a state of discouragement, a state of disappointment, then can help us be willing to access kindness and compassion and allow us to look at and evaluate whether we're taking a a stretch risk or a die. And if, if it's a die and it's like overwhelming, then how can we break that down into steps that we can act, that we can access? So that's kindness by breaking that down and then being able to access growth is a, an act of compassion for ourselves and for others as we as we grow and become more for me as to become more like like uh, Jesus Christ the more we can become that way the more compassionate we can be the more we can access our passion and our purpose that all of these steps really are synchronous synchron- yeah, that word just, I'm not able yeah. to get it out. But, you know, there's synchronicity between synchronicity. all of these steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these steps become path, a pattern, a way to access compassion, and then compassion leads to love, and love leads to a better a better world. You know, and even if it's just our circle of influence that we can make a better place, then we are doing mm-hmm. our part to make the world a better place for ourselves and for those we love and care about and for, for everyone. So I think it's that awareness, then that willingness and then connecting to that and then having compassion. And it just helps us to, to move forward in our, on our journey to, to love because freedom to me is, is love and fear is the opposite of love, you know? So it's just accessing that compassion. And to me, compassion is, is synonymous with love. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I love the, I love the, the way that the 12 steps of freedom work together and it's not like linear. It's, it's circular. You're just going back, back to awareness, back to willingness, back to connection, back to compassion. And then it just, all of them working together in a pattern that allows you to, 
to uh, move forward. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely journey. build on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they definitely are stepping stones towards the future that you want, the future in freedom. And, you know, yes, the first step is awareness. And then once you become aware, you have to be willing to do something about it. But I think that in any situation, we might access one of the other 12 and then get to com- then get to awareness. I think that they all mm-hmm. yep. they all support each other and, and they all um, – you know, move you forward. And once you have, uh, once you have acquired all 12, then you can access any one of them at any time to support you in moving towards freedom. And, yeah, yeah, I think um, so. mm-hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's a, each one of them brings another level of, of the previous ones, you know, the awareness that the awareness mm-hmm. is just made more deep and rigorous and more acute as you, progress through the 12 the 12 steps and then the 12 steps just become a way of of accessing you know accessing freedom and accessing a way to to move forward on your journey and it just then once you can recognize that these are the the steps that allow you to grow and allow you to to enlarge your influence and and to expand as a human being then it just becomes a way of thinking, a way of acting, a way of speaking, and they influence you in every decision that you make. Yeah, I think I that think that's the power. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that's power. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you brought up Rhonda um, because I know that we don't always remember to do it on every show because um, we think we talk about her all the time, but we don't necessarily bring up her name. Um, and so if someone's listening for the first time tonight, please go check out um, fearlessliving.org where you can find out um, more about Fearless Living, Rhonda Britton, and all that um, she has brought together for us so that we can live a more um, freedom-based life. And I think that the more awareness that you have of what's out there to support you, you can have more compassion for yourself. I think that that's probably one of the biggest things that awareness brought to me is becoming more aware of why I made choices or um, why I didn't make choices um, and just different things like that helped me to have compassion for myself um, because I was able to see more of what was going on with me and what was motivating um, why I did or didn't do things or why I felt way, you know, a certain way um, and just different things like that. And I think the more aware you are of how fear um, plays with you or tricks you or tries to keep you safe, the more you can have compassion for yourself and for the choices that you've made. Yeah, I think that brings up uh, forgiveness as a part of a part of compassion as well. The ability mm-hmm. to to forgive yourself is is a component of compassion, and as well as with other people, forgive forgiveness. I think it's all mm-hmm. tied a lot to the capacity to see innocence in people. And this weekend, one of the things that we talked about was reframing, and that any situation in our lives that may cause us to, to to blame, to shame, to you know, be negative about about ourselves or someone else can be reframed. 
and it can be reframed mm-hmm. and seen as innocence. It can be reframed around compassion. It can be reframed around forgiveness. And that was a good exercise for me to think about when I was with Rhonda this past weekend was the capacity to reframe, to ask yourself questions about other people that may have hurt you or may have, you may feel less compassionate towards them because you're judging them or you're blaming them or you're, you're blaming your feelings or you're hurt, you know, they hurt you. And so you're, you know, you just feel negative about them. And yet you can reframe that and ask yourself, well, if I was to look at this person and see their innocence, maybe the pain they were feeling was, you know, why why this action was taken or why this was said. And just trying to reframe it so that you can have compassion for that person, even though they hurt you, which is a part of forgiveness. And how mm-hmm. that then changes your mindset and allows you to see their innocence and to you know, move move forward in that relationship or that connection with that person or not have that a relationship and connection with that person but not do it out of judgment or out of uh, unkind feelings or a lack of compassion. Just be able mm-hmm. to move on and see that person's innocence and, and move on in your life. It doesn't mean you have to maintain a relationship with them, but it does mean you can reframe that so that your intent is compassion rather than blaming or shaming or um, mm-hmm. hurting that person. Uh, what do you call yeah, that? Yeah, I think you... that plays. Well, what's that word that mm-hmm. when you try to hurt somebody back that because they hurt you? Revenge. I can't think of the word mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, revenge. That's it. <laughs> that word. Mm-hmm. You know, out of revenge, your behavior comes from that from that place rather than from compassion. So it doesn't mean you have to mm-hmm. leave them in your life but you can have compassion right. and you can see their innocence and and then not carry that burden in your heart. You know, you forgive them and, and forgiveness is really for us anyway, right? Right. And I think that that's awesome. I mean, I think that that plays a big part in our relationship. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, as I became more aware of who you are as a person, you know, and what you were going through and your story and your journey towards loving yourself and let go, letting go of the anger and the, and the, um, um, what's the word I want? Like being mad at yourself or, or not loving yourself and how that affected you and how you, um, you know, interacted with people. I have been able to have more compassion for you and reframe a lot of things, um, about Uh how I, um, how I saw your behavior and how I internalized that and how I made that mean this, or I made that mean that. And really what it meant was that you were unhappy and unhappy with yourself. It didn't mean that you didn't like me or that you, um, you know, were uh, disappointed in me necessarily, but um, it was you reacting to your own internal feelings and not knowing what to do with them. And I think that that's what, a lot of people are doing out there, you know, even, even us with our, with all of our tools and, and, um, you know, all of our practicing, um, we're still going to be affected by things and we're still going to react and we're still going to not, you know, do exactly what we would hope we would do in a situation. And, you know, and that, that gives us the opportunity to, you know, apologize or, 
Um, you know, there's a lot of times where I sit down with my kids and I go, you know what, I'm really sorry that I reacted that way. This is what was going on with me in that moment. It really didn't, it, it really wasn't fair of me to act that way towards you. And I can have those conversations with my kids because I'm more aware of what's going on and I'm willing to sit down and show them that side of me and show them, hey, it's okay to have reactions sometimes, but then we also need to go back and we need to make make it right. And yeah. I think that, that that shows them to have compassion for themselves and hopefully it helps them to have compassion for me. Um, but I think that that's a transition that all daughters and mothers or in children and parents go through. You know, you grow up thinking one thing about your parents, and then when you become a parent, you're like, you, you start realizing <laughs> how hard it is to be a parent and how, you know, everyone is just trying to do their best. And I think that that yeah. helps, you know, you to have compassion, um, you know, for people when you kind of step in their shoes, right? Um, yeah. and, and see life from a different perspective, then you can go, oh, okay, I can have, you know, I can have more compassion for, you know, this person because I know that this, this job is actually pretty, pretty dang hard. Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think that that, that is, um, definitely an, a component of compassion for sure is, you know, kind of seeing life through the eyes of the person that you're frustrated with or, or having uh, difficulties with, um, you know, to kind of, um, have compassion for them and, and for yourself. I find that when I have compassion, um, for others that, that it also, uh, sometimes depending on the situation allows me to have more compassion for myself as well. Um, <laughs> and I think it's, yeah, I think it's right. so crazy with just the two of us on the call tonight, we are already out of time, but, yeah. um, but I did want to, um, to talk just a little bit about um, our year word going into the new year. Um, I encourage you all to pick a word for the year. I know we have our focuses for our year of fearless generations, but it's still good to have a focus for, for the year. And um, the new year always brings on resolutions and, um, you know, plans for doing things differently and practicing things better. And so I wanted to share with all of you what my word is. And my word for the year is alignment. And um, for me, that means getting more aligned with my values and with my core beliefs and acting accordingly to, um, to what those are and speaking and um, believing um, more in alignment with what those are. And so there's going to be a little bit of a process to that because um, I discovered, and I think I spoke of this um, in one of the calls this month, is that I'm not extremely clear what um, my um, core values are or if I'm um, if I am acting according to what my core values are. And so it's going to be a process of really discovering what they are and what it means to act in alignment with them and to speak in alignment with them. And so that is going to be my journey this, this coming year. Awesome. That's great. And Terry, I, I know that, that yours is somewhat simil uh, f 
some, oh my gosh, now I can't say the word. Similar. Similar. Yeah. There it goes. Mine is also, um, my, my word for the year is also alignment. And it's, uh, I, we had, we supported a workshop three weeks ago called Plan Your Year. And so my my goal for alignment, I can align my my words, actions, and thoughts with uh, with my spirit with my spirituality. And it's really similar to what you're saying. I'm I'm really clear on my core values, and so I want to be sure that I'm in alignment with those core values when I speak, when I think, and when I act. And so one thing mm-hmm. that I'm I'm planning on doing is in my plan for my year is to practice certain uh, scenarios, certain rituals, certain actions that will um, align me spiritually. And I, and I feel like I'm in doing that. I already feel like there's been some amazing progress. Uh, just because I'm willing to listen to the spirit and to seek to seek the spirit and then listen and act upon those promptings that I get from the spirit. So that's how my, I mean, we're, awesome, we're both awesome. alignment with our word, but I think we're both at a little bit different place where we're going to, how we're going to practice that. Yes. And yet one of my big actions this year is forming a morning and night routine and I've actually been talking about having a routine on the show. If 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 people have been with us for a while, um, they'll know that, that I've been talking about getting a routine going. Um, but now I've actually broken down what the minimum, excuse me, what the minimum of that routine is. And I, um, I have practiced it. Um, being sick, I have been giving myself a little bit of compassion and sleeping more, but... Um, but, yeah, so I'm all ready to go with that, and I feel good about it. So, everybody, we thank you so much for um, being with us tonight and um, or whenever you're listening. And we hope you all have a healthy, safe new year and that uh, you are going forward in your new year um, with a focus towards having a more freedom-based life. We appreciate you guys so much, and we thank you for coming back and listening and being here with us. We have some really amazing coaches that are going to be on the show in this new year, and I'm continuing to schedule more and more, and so we're excited to share that with you. Terry, any last word? Oh, just have compassion. (laughs) Have compassion for yourself first and fill fill up your heart with passion and then share it with others. Yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And until next week, fearless. Be fearless. Take care, Kelly.